Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Whatever time you are listening to us, this is Find It at Fond du Lac, Fond du Lac District Library's very own podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm a reference assistant here at the library. We'll start off today by mentioning some of Fond du Lac's upcoming programs and services. Starting off, we invite you to meet some animals from Wildlife Prairie Park on February 11th. No registration is required, but space is limited. Tickets will be handed out to interested parties starting at 2 p.m. on February 11th. The event will be held in the East Peoria Civic Complex. A ticket is required to attend the program, which officially starts at 3 And on February 22nd, we'll have a financial presentation on retirement plans, as well as estate planning with IRAs, consolidating assets, and saving or avoiding taxes, presented by the Institute of Financial Education. This meeting will be held in the East Peoria Civic Complex, adjacent to the library in Meeting Room 2, on February 22nd at 6.30 p.m. And we are continuing our Cozy Vibes reading program, so sign up on Beanstack or pick up a reading log at Fond du Lac Library. The program will end on February 28th. Patrons ages 13 and up can participate. And for kids in kindergarten through 8th grade, they can participate in the 100 Club Reading Challenge. There's no time limit for completing the challenge, but the goal is to read 100 books in 20 different categories. They can sign up on Beanstack or visit the librarians in the children's department for more information. And lastly, the library wants to hear from you. We've kicked off a new strategic planning process in 2023 and invite you to complete our community survey. The survey will be open during the month of February and allows the library to learn directly from you about your experiences with our services, programs, staff, and facilities. Your responses and the strategic planning process will help inform the library's future plans. The survey should only take eight minutes to complete online at fondelaclibrary.org or in person at the library. So please share your input and help us grow. Moving on, we have Susie here today. She is a reference specialist here at Fond du Lac. Susie, how are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. So Susie, uh, you along with another librarian run the book club Swords and Sorcery, Fond du Lac's Fantasy Book Club, which has a meeting online. Tell us a little bit more about that club. Well, um, I started the club back in 2019 as a way to get fantasy fans together and talking about different books that we uh-huh. liked. Um, so the online version uh, was just a way to get people together who couldn't necessarily come into the library in person, or just too busy or um, unable to come in for whatever reason. And um, I run it with my coworker, Melissa. And the online aspect really transitioned well during COVID when we were in lockdown. So Right. I bet. I wonder, did you have like an explosion of attendance uh, when things were locked down? We definitely had more attendance when we were in lockdown. Okay. So I think people were still craving some sort of, yeah, they wanted to talk to each other. Talking about books, talking with each other. Right. And so um, we meet virtually about a couple times a quarter. Um, We pick a longer book. Um, as our first pick. And then the second pick during the quarter is usually something shorter, like a novella, um, longer short story, or like a graphic novel. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Does it, so it meets on 
Facebook rooms. Is that correct? Yep. Um, we have a group page on Facebook um, through the library. So um, you'd have to join the group page. And then once you join the group, um, you can see all the discussion. Um, I send out reminders about like the meetups, what books we're reading, just um, the uh, room information, just reminders to join. So tonight we're going to have a meeting and I'll probably send out one last reminder to join mm -hmm. um, and send the link to that. So yeah. Very cool. And it's also on the uh, Bundelax calendar, right? Yes. You can also see like all the dates on our calendar online, as well as our newsletter that gets sent out quarterly. Very cool. Um, I believe uh, the club just got done with discussing uh, Kingdom of Exile. Uh, what did you think of that book? Well, I really liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, more of a more of a romance than what we usually pick so though we've had had some we've had some romance aspects before but this is definitely i would say more like a fantasy romance pick or a paranormal fantasy romance but yeah yeah i um i listened to it on the hoopla app um and uh i definitely noticed you know there's definitely a uh enduring romance or a, a budding romance in the novel um so like when I think of fantasy and I don't, I don't personally read a lot of fantasy. So I kind of think of very grandiose, epic type of fantasies like Lord of the Rings. Um, but this book seemed much different. It um, seemed more like an urban fantasy kind of book to me where, um, you know, it's zeroed in on a couple of particular characters. Um, did you uh, kind of get that vibe from it at all? It definitely has an urban fantasy vibe. It's also in first person too. So mm -hmm. that's um, not usually the epic high fantasy style. Right. Um, but it does zero in on the two characters. Um, there is, um, there's a magic system involved and it's kind of reminded me of Pokemon where there are these beasts that have to be tamed or, well, they don't have to, oh, but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main character is a charmer right. and she, her job, like she has the power to like tame beasts and uh, she keeps them in like a magical realm and calls mm -hmm. them out when needed. So she's got one that she can call out to protect her. She's got another one that she can call out to just like cuddle with her, um, Right, right. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I think I was thinking of uh, the Harry Potter series uh, about um, the, uh, what was it called? Legendary Beasts. Um, oh, yeah. The Fantastic. The Fantastic uh -huh. Beasts. Yes. Uh, thank you. I, I kind of was thinking of that a little bit. So anyways, um, first, I was kind of in my head envisioning kind of this medieval technology level um world um but then later um they discussed trains and all of a sudden everything turned into steampunk for me same yeah <laughs> were you thinking like like when you first started reading it did you have more of like uh a different you know uh more traditionally fantasy world type of thought when you first started reading it? Yeah, like you, I also pictured medieval, but I guess the author didn't really explain, you know, she didn't really get into a whole lot of detail about where mm -hmm. they were technologically. So um, yeah, when when they got to the train station, the train came, that that really threw me off. So I kind of, then I, <laughs> I kind of shifted how I was viewing it, but they also have ships, but you yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it seems like they're in like forests a lot, and then the end, they're yeah, in more like a which urban. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, hold up. 
beasts and right. But they are they end up at a palace at the end. So that that seemed yeah. very Lord of the Rings. I was picturing like um, rings of power. You know, one of right. those like gorgeous cities or whatever. So. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a type of fantasy novel that you tend to read or enjoy? Well. Um, I like romance. I don't always read romance fantasy. I mean, I did mm -hmm. read Court of Thorns, so because okay, it's yeah. so it's so popular, and yeah. you know, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. I read the first two in that series, so um, I, I, I'm definitely getting more into it. Um, I've mostly been reading like high fantasy, uh -huh. so um, I've been making my way through the Wheel of Time series. So that's the 14 book series by Robert Jordan, yeah. later taken over by Brandon Sanderson. So right, yeah, a um, couple of coworkers and I are reading that. It seems like uh, most of the librarians are reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's an awesome world, and um, it's been fun um, to read along with them. And we're on book eleven. We started in twenty twenty, and so okay. we're, we're slowly getting through it. Yeah, yeah well, that seems pretty quick. Um, they also made a show of that, didn't they? There was a show. What did you think of the show? It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I think they, they I think they had some problems because of COVID uh, restrictions yeah. at the time yeah. um, with filming. So hopefully, it put a it definitely put COVID put a damper on a lot of films. Right. I feel I, I'm I'm still going to definitely watch season two, and I think yeah. they even got greenlit for season three. So okay. Um, I'm I'm for sure going to watch both of them. You know, hopefully they gotten more freedom to do things and can, yeah. you know, of course they can't adapt it um, exactly how I envisioned it when I was reading it, but. Right. Well, know. those are pretty huge books. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> they've got to leave out there. They can for sure leave out some stuff. Right. Um, but cha changing things, they have changed some of the magic system stuff or some of the mad, some of the magic things that. Okay. I don't know. So before Kingdom of Exile, what did uh, y'all in the club tend to read? Uh, well, we try to read a variety. So um, this the club has been actually a great way for me to branch out and read different things. Yeah. Um, we just read uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, and uh, that's the uh, Dresden Files. Okay. So it's a graphic yeah. novel. Yeah. And I've heard about Dresden. I've got, you know, Melissa, my coworker, loves Dresden. Other coworkers love Dresden. And I haven't gotten too much into Dresden because I'm not too, an urban fantasy type of girl. But um, I really enjoyed that one. It was kind of like X-Files, which I love. So, oh, yeah. that is also a great genre onto its own <laughs> self. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have at the library... The entire series, I believe, with the exception of maybe season 10. But anyways, um, so kind of circling back to uh, the club, is there a certain age restriction that's, uh, that you guys have at the meeting? Um, it, it's been just adults, so, um, or it's the club is typically for adults. Okay. Um, we do have like the Teen Tuesdays, so if teens want to participate in a book club, they do have an opportunity through the Teen Tuesdays that sometimes they right. discuss books. So, right. um, I mean, we've had some YA picks in the past, so okay. if, if teens want to join to discuss like certain ones, they could. Uh -huh. um, so, for example, we read The Raven Boys by Maggie Stiefvater. Okay. And so that one's in our YA collection. We have the whole right. series, I believe. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, I was going to say, uh, 
Kingdom of Exile is definitely a bit more mature. This one, yeah, definitely has some explicit content. Just um, give a warning there, but right. yeah, it's in our adult collection. So, um, but surprisingly, as we were researching this book, we found out that um, there was a YA version made of it that um, took out certain content. So I guess you could choose your level of spice if you want. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to describe it. Uh, right. Book, you can choose your level of spice. <laughs> so yeah, you could read the adult book or the young adult version. Do you guys get into a bit of science fiction at all in this uh, fantasy club? Um, we have had some sci-fi picks before, you know. Um... Yeah, I, I love sci-fi, um, and Melissa likes sci-fi. Other people in the club like sci-fi, so um, we, we did branch out and do that. I, I really, uh, originally, I thought of calling, or um, I wanted to call the clubs the Swords and Spaceships book club, okay. so we could regularly do both if right. we wanted. Um, but Book Riot, you know, they kind of took that, or they kind of stole oh, that Okay. They beat us to the punch. <laughs> right. Um, so we uh, we have read the three body problem. Um, that's okay. a hard that's hard sci-fi about an alien invasion um, of Earth. It's it's not like an Independence Day. Um, it's more like how it play out in real life, um, where a scientist contacts um, a civilization, like sends a message, and she's very cynical about humanity. So um, okay, she pretty much says, you know take over our planet. Okay. And the make it better. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Do the, something. <laughs> right. So the alien civilization lives, you know, 300 light years away or something. So, um, but they live in an unstable uh, system where their planet has three suns. And okay. so it's not the best atmosphere for them. So they um, start planning an invasion of earth. And the, it's a whole series about how, the humans, uh, some people want the aliens to invade, some uh -huh. people don't, and it's just how we deal with that. Okay, so slowly the demise of yeah, human it, civilization. It, it, it does, right. It does jump in time, though, okay. over hundreds of years. I think it takes place over maybe 500 years, 400 years, okay. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I've only read the first one, um, but but definitely might check out the other, the other two in the series. Very cool. Um, we've also done... Um, the novella story of your life mm -hmm. and that was what uh denny villeneuve's film arrival uh, was based on arrival is such a great movie yeah it was a good short story too was it uh-huh it's did, definitely uh, did it mirror the movie or did the movie mirror the book very well or I think there were some differences with her daughter and like the age of the daughter and okay. the, the what you find out about what happens to the daughter. Um, and it's it's a little more subtle in the book okay. than like watching it play out on screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Um, and then uh, last summer we did have another sci-fi pick. Um, it was called The Bear by Andrew Krivik, and that's. It's still a novella, and it, it takes place in the far distant future where there's some kind of a, I can't, I can't remember if it's a climate. I know there's something happens to the climate. There's a climate catastrophe, but also um, I think there's something like a viral, you know, bio-warfare that happens or both. Mm -hmm. And so most of humanity has been wiped out. So it's kind of a post-apocalyptic okay. about the last two surviving humans or so we think on Earth. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, this question is probably 
going to be the question of the ages. And originally, I thought of maybe using Star Wars as an example. Um, but um, I'll, I'll go with Dune since Dune was written as a book first before it got onto any sort of visual media. So in Dune, do you consider it a science fiction or a fantasy? Well, I that's a really great question. And um, you know, a lot of hardcore Dune fans um, you know, we'll probably say sci-fi, you know, I'm going to say, I'll say sci-fi. Okay. Um, but there, there, there are some aspects of it that could be seen as fantasy. Um, you know, there's the like prescience, the mm -hmm. whole, like, I mean, if you believe in like expanding your mind, I mean, we're talking 10,000 years into the future. So, right. I mean, they're and they don't have a whole lot of technology. They rebelled against their technology. That's true. They 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 went from a technologically advanced civilization to a almost medieval uh, yeah. way about going things. They, I'll say, they, like, they, I mean, yeah. they still have some technology, but they forbid a great deal of technology as well. Right. Well, they had the you know they had thinking machines, computers, AI, 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 <laughs> right. Getting into Terminator here, but uh, it was kind of like that, where, um, you know, they rebelled against that and um, kind of went back to basics and their actual, like, commandments against, like, making a machine in the likeness of a human mind. Right. And so they have been forced to expand their own human minds. And so there's the Order of the Mentats, and they're essentially human computers, and they just... Um, you focus on learning like mathematics mm -hmm. and then um, the guild are the navigators. And one thing that helps with this um, expansion of the mind, I mean, you have to remember it's also the sixties. So, <laughs> you know, they take a, yes. <laughs> they take a narcotic called the spice, which they found another planet and it helps with the mind expansion. Um, so the guild is dependent on the spice and it helps them to essentially like navigate full space. And then we've got the Bene Gesserit who take the spice and that also enhances their like mental capabilities. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then, you know, with Paul and he, they're trying to like breed the, a person with like the most superior mental capabilities, see the future past. Yeah. That part that I think that part, um, kind of made me think of it as a little bit of a fantasy, um, just cause even at the very beginning of the book, Paul is having visions of the future. Right. Um, and, you know, he's, he takes the spice, um, you know, kind of how they explain that. It's, right. it's just, it's hard to imagine, um, you know, the, the power of prophecy not being related to, you know, a more magical element. Right. Well, I mean, you, you could consider that as magic, but, you know, Arthur C. Clarke said that the... Um, Super, you know, very advanced technology would almost seem the same as magic to us. So true. Oh That is true. But is spice technology? Right. Well, I mean, Paul's Paul is the the end of this super evolved guy. Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, there is a distinction between like hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi. So oh, yeah. say Dune's more of a hard or sorry, sorry, Dune is more of a soft sci-fi. Right. Um where you know there is this mysterious element right. or like there there's some stuff going on there that's not exactly explained like right. down to like nitty-gritty but right yeah because um, you can't explain everything right 
it, it just it's too far we, we, <laughs> we will never know until we're actually there <laughs> and you know herbert is all into the politics and the drama oh, and, yeah. you know it's and it is a feudal system like many fantasy um, mm -hmm. fantasy worlds but you know he's he's a little more interested in that stuff going on i guess very cool um yeah i can definitely see so thank you for coming to our episode today um i just briefly wanted to recap your program slash club um you all meet virtually via facebook rooms about twice a quarter yep and there's no special requirement for the club though in general your books are more mature based and your club members are usually adults that's and, right mm -hmm. okay great and I also just wanted to mention to our listeners that there is also a more general adult book club um, that, you know, isn't specifically under uh, fantasy. Um, that's uh, the adult book club at Fond du Lac Library. And that meets on 1.30 p.m. on the third Monday of each month in the library meeting rooms. Uh, the club is open to all area adults who are interested in reading fiction and nonfiction of all types. New members are always welcomed, and copies of the club's current selections are usually available at the circulation desk. Uh, the next meeting will be on February 20th, and you can find out more information at fondelaclibrary.org. So before we let Susie leave here, and before we let our listeners leave here, um, I have a bit of trivia that I didn't show Susie beforehand. Uh, it was just a really cool fact about books, and in particular, Dune. Oh, wow. So anyways, so I wanted to ask um, this piece of trivia, since you're really into Dune, and um, you might know the answer. Um, anyways, um, so you know that the book was published in the 60s, like you said before, but do you know which publishing company first published Dune as a whole? Well, as a whole, I thought it was Tor, but I mean, I know it was a serial. Um, it was originally but, a serial, right? but as a whole book. So you believe it was Tor? Thought so. Could okay. definitely be wrong. It's It was technically Chilton's books. Really? Uh-huh. And follow-up question, do you know what they're known for as a publishing company? Yes, um, they publish our um, our car maintenance guides and. That's right. Yeah. They are a car manual company. Car manuals, okay. <laughs> and they publish Dune. That's very interesting, <laughs> and I definitely didn't know that. All yeah, right. and, um, and when I was researching this, I found that uh, Frank Herbert even jokes when he first got it published through them that the publishing company might. Um, retitle his book how to repair your ornithopter <laughs> to better fit with their uh, collection of books so anyways i just thought that was uh pretty interesting yep well susie uh thanks for uh interviewing with us today and um can you uh tell us when the next club meeting might be sure um yeah, if you want to join um our next book pick is sleeper in the spindle okay. um by by neil gaiman um, it's a super short one. You can find the audiobook and I believe the ebook is also, uh, they're both on Hoopla. 
um, super short read, I think an hour or two hours listen. Okay, yeah, not bad. So, yeah. And it's a kind of a retelling, um, fantasy retelling of um, The Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. And that's going to be on Thursday, February 16th at 6.30. So you have to join our Swords and Sorcery group page, and then you'll get all the updates. Very cool. Well, thank you, Susie. All right. Thank you. That's it for Finding at Fond du Lac. We would like to thank you for listening. And if you have a Spotify account, please follow our podcast there. Don't forget to also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the books and movies we mentioned on our library catalog at FondaLacLibrary.org. I'm your host, Jeremy. Thanks for listening.